Hello and welcome back to IT Varsity Tech Watch. I'm your host Bilal Katrada and I'm your co-host Masihullah Katrada. And today we're going to take our listeners into the future of motor vehicles. What will the future of motor vehicles actually look like? Now, one of the biggest pain points, especially here in South Africa for common consumers, is the wildly, wildly fluctuating petrol prices. I mean, it's unbelievable how the petrol prices just seem to go up, up and up. It does take a, a dive every now and again. It goes down. But for every down, there's probably three ups. And the prices are just rising and rising. It's crazy. Even when the rand is strong, petrol prices go up. Rand goes weak, petrol prices go up. And the trouble with that is not just the petrol prices are going up, but when petrol goes up, transportation costs go up. And with transportation costs, everything goes up. Food, commodities, everything. And when the petrol price goes down, then those prices don't actually go down because manufacturers hold the price because they know that the petrol price is going to go up. Now, whichever way you look at it, the petrol price uh, fluctuations in this country is actually a kind of injustice. It's zulum. It's really, really bad. Because if you benchmark with other countries, you'll find that they are paying much lower petrol prices than us. Nonetheless, price is just the one issue. And the harm that it's doing to the economy of the country, the harm it's doing to poor people especially, and they're always the ones that suffer the most. They're always the ones that feel it the most. So the harm it's doing to them is the other. But also, petrol is harmful for the environment. When cars are driving around, giving off carbon monoxide, uh, uh, carbon monoxide emissions, and this carbon monoxide is very bad for the atmosphere. It causes, it's one of the causes of global warming because that carbon monoxide rises into the Earth's atmosphere and remains there. And it traps sunlight. It traps the heat of the sun in the Earth. It doesn't allow it to dissipate into the atmosphere, into, this, into space. And it stays trapped within the atmosphere and it causes global warming. Now, we, we're familiar with global warming and its and its issues i'm not going to actually go in depth into that so now we've got this issue we've got this issue of of fossil fuels like petrol and uh, this inc also includes diesel that are wildly fluctuating in price that are you know harming economies that are harming people because of the prices that are directly related to the price of common uh, commodities and also bad for the for the environment not to mention the fact that not to mention the fact that petrol and diesel are non renewable fuel sources what does this mean it means that once they are used up that's it so we pull out the crude oil from under the ground and the more we consume the more we're using up it's not being regenerated at the speed that we are using it up in other words, there are limited crude oil resources around the world. And as these start to dry up, as these start to run out, what's going to happen? The prices are going to get even higher. And if it runs out altogether, then we're headed for a massive, massive disaster. So the question is now, what is the solution? What can we do 
to avoid this meltdown when fossil fuels actually run out? Or what can we do to alleviate the challenges associated with these high petrol prices? And what can we do to save the environment? Now, the answer to that is very simple. It's been around for a couple of decades at least. And the answer is electric vehicles. Now, electric vehicles, as the name suggests, run not on petrol and diesel, but on electricity. Now, the concept is nothing new. As I said, it's been around for a couple uh, decades, if not more. But it's just that the technology wasn't at a stage where we could successfully drive a vehicle from point A to point B for a reasonable distance without it running out of power. Because where there's electricity, remember, uh, there, there needs to be batteries, especially with something that's mobile like a car. In the past, the battery technology wasn't good enough. It wasn't advanced enough to be able to hold enough charge to give the car any uh, reasonable distance of travel. So we couldn't actually uh, create, we couldn't make uh, electric vehicles that, that were practical to use. Imagine having to drive a car that will give you like 10 or 15 kilometers only and then you have to recharge it for a few hours and then you drive it again and then you have to recharge it again for a few hours. Totally, totally impractical. But over the years, the technology has improved considerably and it's gone to a stage now where cars can travel for hundreds of kilometers on a single charge. And not only that, but the battery technology has gotten so advanced that batteries have gone smaller and smaller. And now the batteries that you'll find in electric vehicles are much, much smaller than what they would have been a few years ago. And this advancement in EV technology, that's the short and the acronym for electric vehicles, the, the advancement of electric vehicles is thanks largely to one man an ex-South African entrepreneur who moved to the United States many years ago, Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk, what he did was he started off this company called Tesla that uh, manufactures electric vehicles in the United States. And him and his group of scientists and researchers, they went out of their way to try and develop battery technology to a point where it becomes practical for using inside vehicles. And to a large extent, they succeeded and they launched the Tesla motor vehicle company. And now they've they gone into production and the company is doing exceptionally well. And the reason the company is doing so well is not just because they are manufacturing cars that don't need petrol any longer, but also these cars that they are building are absolute beauts. They're absolutely beautiful, beautiful cars. They got all the gizmos and gadgets that you can possibly imagine. And they some of them are real beasts. They have extreme power and they are equivalent to the Italian sports cars in power and in speed. The one example is the Tesla Model S. It's really, if you look at a picture of it, it's such a beautiful car. It looks like any sports car. It's right up there in the category of your 
Ferraris and your Porsches, not just in looks, but also in in speed. But I'm not going to tell you a lot more about it. Masula will give us a lot more about the, the Tesla Model S and its capabilities. Tell us, Masula, what, what, what does this Model S come with? Why is it such an awesome car? Now, like, like you mentioned, the Model S is not just an electric vehicle. It's an extremely beautiful ve- uh, vehicle and it's extremely powerful as well. It can accelerate from 0 to 100 kilometers in just 2.5 seconds. Now, there aren't m- that many petrol cars that can actually uh, accomplish that. Now, you've also mentioned that uh, this car is packed with gadgets and these these gadgets can not just do things like uh, navigation or, or, or tuning the radio, but the Tesla Model S vehicles are fitted with a 43-inch touchscreen in the dashboard that is also used for self-driving. It's used for uh, raising the suspension automatically. It's also used to um, retract the doorknobs. It can open doors, it can lock doors. And all this is to uh, improve its efficiency on the road. But let's take it a step back, all right? There's some facts that you're glazing over that are totally, totally mind-boggling. For example, 0 to 100 in 2.5 seconds. That is crazy powerful. That will give you a G-force. I mean, you'll be pinned to your seat if you take off at that speed. That is amazing for any vehicle, not just, you know, for for an electric vehicle. And also that, that touch screen. You mentioned autopilot, self-driving capabilities. Tell us more about that. Okay, so of course, uh, um, self-driving cars are massive buzz nowadays. And the Tesla, you can actually see that in action. For example, uh, parking. All you need to do is pull up to your parking and hit a button on the key and the car will park itself. Even parallel parking. Phenomenal. And if you are in a shopping center and there's um, hundreds of cars parked, all you need to do is call your car and it will drive to you. Amazing. So your car comes to you. Wow, that is phenomenal. I can't wait to get one. So tell us about the the retractable door handles. What's up with that? So when you're trying to pick up speed, um, when you're trying to drive really fast, you want to remove any wind resistance that you can. And the door handles in most cars are fixed and you cannot do that. But Tesla obviously takes it to the next level where the, the body is shaped in such a way that it's meant to be as uh, aerodynamic as possible and it removes things like the door handles. Wow, I didn't, I didn't even think that was an issue with cars where the door handles actually give wind resistance and, and drag. I suppose that con- contributes to fuel consumption in some way. Okay, let's, let's, let's discuss the power of this car, right? I, I still can't get over it. 2.5 seconds, 0 to 100 in 2.5 seconds. Where does that power come from? I mean, this is an electric car after all. It doesn't have an engine. It has elec- an electric motor, right? So this is something else that Tesla has mastered. These cars have two engines or two motors. They are two three-phase induction motors that will give traction to the front and rear wheels independently. Whoa, whoa, hold on. So you're saying each axle has its own engine? 
That's true. That's correct. Wow. Now, this is possible because um, these motors are really small. They're about the size of, of a watermelon or a large beach ball even. Now, to power these engines, they use more than 5,000 lithium-ion batteries. Now, lithium-ion uh, batteries are the same kind of batteries you'll find in your iPhones or in, in your tablets. Now, 5,000 lithium-ion batteries is equivalent to the same amount of charge you will get from around 7,000 cell phones. Okay, so here you've got a super fast sports car that runs on cell phone batteries. Exactly. Wow, and those engines, they're tiny. Size of a of a of a watermelon. It's it's fascinating. And these batteries that we talked about, uh, this is what gives the car its its power. And actually, w- with a full charge, you can get up to five hundred and sixty kilometers. Okay, so that brings me to my next question now, and that I'm sure everyone will be keen to know about fuel efficiency. How does a an electric vehicle compare in terms of running expenses to a traditional uh, petrol-powered uh, vehicle. Give us some, some indication of that. Okay, so let's just uh, look at the numbers for a little while, right? The Tesla Model S is rated at about um, 20 kilowatt hours per 100 kilometers. Okay, now if... Um, if you work at an electricity rate of 86 cents per kilowatt hour, you're looking at 17 rand per 100 kilometers. Oh, that's cheap. That is very cheap. And the price you're working on for electricity, that's the, the local prices, right? The that current is. ESCOM prices. Okay. Now, um, in October 2018, after the, the fuel hike, a Toyota Corolla, which is also a fairly efficient car, will cost you 104 rand to travel the same distance. Now that's almost six times more than what oh, you'd get with wow. a Tesla. So you're saying the Tesla, let's let's go over these numbers again. 17 rands for a hundred kilometers. That means if you're driving from Durban to Johannesburg, it'll be like what 17 times six, 60, six, seven, six or forty-two. It'll be like hundred and two rands. Exactly. hundred and two rands it'll cost you. And that's that it. That is amazing. And yet the Corolla, which is really, as you say, one of the most efficient cars on our roads, will cost you, what, in excess of 600 rands. That's it. That is crazy, crazy efficient. And this also considering our high uh, electricity prices in this country. It is. And um, the, the Teslas, as it stands, they are still making massive improvements to their batteries and their engines. So you can imagine that this price could even be halved one day. Fantastic. That's phenomenal. And, you know, from what I've read somewhere, perhaps you'll you'll correct me, you know, people might want to know, how long does it take to charge a uh, an electric car? I, I read somewhere that it, it uh, takes about nine hours on a 240-volt source. Yeah, that's it. That's all it takes. In fact, there is no, um, you don't even need a special wall socket or anything. You just plug it into a normal wall socket that you would plug your phone into. Okay, cool. So you you plug your car in overnight. It charges for nine hours. That nine hours of charge gives you five hundred and sixty somewhat kilometers uh, of uh, of driving uh, distance. That means, I mean, think about it: five hundred and sixty kilometers. If you're doing a uh, an urban run around with your car, like somebody going to work and back, 
The single charge could last weeks. It could last weeks and then only you have to recharge your car. And obviously, you'll know what the charge status of your car is because that giant uh, 43 uh, centimeter screen is, it, it definitely, it has uh, battery indicators as well. This is really, really phenomenal technology. And you know what's the best part? The best part is this technology is still in its infancy. It hasn't reached maturity as yet. Imagine what's going to happen in the future when, as batteries become more efficient, as, as electricity becomes cheaper, these cars are going to become cheaper and cheaper to produce as more of the smaller manufacturers or those that are manufacturing uh, the cheaper cars uh, come on board these things are just going to uh, become a lot more accessible to people because from what I know, EVs are really quite expensive, aren't they? Yeah, no, they are. They are very expensive. And also um, keep in mind that we are also making um, good headways in solar energy. So imagine electric cars plus solar energy. We've, um, we've got That's a really, winning, really... A winning yeah. combination right there. Okay, so, you know... There's a lot of countries that are making good progress towards electric vehicles and they're assisting their citizens. Now, the United States, for example, gives you a tax write-off when you buy an electric vehicle. Uh, they give you a kickback of like $7,500, which is uh, what? By today's um, exchange rate, it's about 106,000 rands. Uh, that's a big saving. But you got countries in Europe like Norway, for example, they go they go overboard because they're seeing the long-term benefits of electric vehicles. They're seeing the harm that fossil fuels are doing to uh, the, the environment. And Norway, for example, uh, firstly, they have this thing called an acquisition tax for, motor, for all motor vehicles. It's 11,000 US dollars. So first things first, if you're buying an electric vehicle, they waive that tax. The second thing they do is they waive the 25% VAT that you'd need to pay on any vehicle. So immediately, you're saving the 25% VAT and you're saving 11,000 US dollars. But not only that, you know what they do in Norway? If you're driving an electric vehicle, you get other perks like you don't have to pay toll fees and you don't have to pay for ferries. Now, ferries is a thing that we don't really understand in this country, but in certain countries like Norway, when you need to get from one place to another, you have to cross rivers and uh, you know lakes, and there's no bridges wide enough, so there's ferries. So you drive your car onto the ferry, and the ferry would take you to the other side, and you drive off, and there's a fee that, that you would pay. So these countries are actively promoting electric vehicle technology by helping their citizens to buy the... Uh, the uh, electric vehicles but nonetheless they are still quite expensive and definitely out of reach for South Africans but the time is coming when electric vehicles will become so affordable that every South African will be able to afford and I think we are poised for that and like you say when solar uh, technology kicks in solar technology combined with electric vehicles will be a phenomenal it'll transform economies i'll tell you why because the same company company tesla is working on solar technology that will convert the roof of your house into a power plant 
So basically, the entire roof of your house will be a solar cell. It will be a solar panel that's generating enough electricity to run your own home and your car. So then, think about it. No more electricity bill. No more petrol bill. That will be a saving for an average household of thousands of rands. And it's not as if that solar technology is somewhere in the distant future. It's already happening. If you look at countries like the United States, like China, European countries, they are investing millions, hundreds of millions of dollars into solar farms. And here in South Africa, we've got massive tracts of wastelands in the Karoo Desert, in the Kalahari Desert, that we can also convert into solar cells. But I'm getting carried away with solar technology. I think we'll do a separate episode just on solar technology, because solar plus electric vehicles is really going to transform our economy. And the best part about electricity, especially solar, is that it's a renewable source. As long as the sun is shining, as long as the sun rises every day, we're going to get free electricity from the sun. And that's the most awesome thing that we can ever imagine. Well, anyways, we're out of time for today's episode. I hope our listeners enjoyed and learned from it as much as we did in preparing this uh, episode. I'm Bilal Katrada. And I'm Masihullah Katrada. And this is Technology Watch.